everybody. Welcome to Shaken and Disturbed. Oh, you're probably uh, a little, t- uh, you know, thrown for a loop here because usually Miss Darren starts the show. But I said, you know what? We're trying a new recording style. Why don't I try to intro the show? Is it weird for you, Darren, at this stage? Yeah, I feel it like is. I really need to like yeah. get get my get my stuffs out. Like that's where my singing comes from. But you know what? You have, that's as true. I've said before, you have a mellifluous voice. Oh. So hearing you intro it, I feel like is a nice little change up. Thank yeah. God, because if you are a Patreon member, you should know that uh, on our NMR this week, John ha- was late to recording by like 30 <laughs> minutes. Because he had the hiccups I mean, for 45 minutes prior to that and really couldn't figure out how he was going to, because yeah. it was like, it's just too long and it's like annoying to everyone. Like when you're talking yeah. and I get it, he doesn't want to be talking for like an hour hiccuping because like yeah. it's annoying. And then we started talking and they went away. They went away instantly. I was like, I just spent an hour. I want to say something. I wasn't late to the recording. I was very available, but my body had other decisions to be, to make on oh, my behalf. Oh, okay. So that's, oh, okay. Okay. So it's like. It's like when you leave on time, oh, okay. but oh, okay. That's how that works. So it's yeah. like if you get caught in traffic, you're like, well, to my be body. fair, I was mentally on time, but, but my, my body couldn't get there. was yeah. not because my body was in a car in traffic. Oh, okay. that's is, how that works. Oh, okay. Gotcha. This gotcha. sounds like a, like an episode of like the office or something like Seinfeld. mentally I was on time. My right. body like, was unavailable to be it here. Counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, yes, I had the hiccups. I had to wait a whole like 45 minutes, almost an hour, but we made it. We were on time. Yeah. And life goes on. You know, that's the that this is the reality of show business. You never know when you're going to get thrown a curveball and on on you go. You know what I mean? And I'm going to that's true. And I'm glad that you're feeling better. And uh, guys, today is <laughs> Sunday. You. If you're if you're listening to this on a Sunday, I want you yeah. to know that I'm going to because I'm pretty sure you're on Instagram Saturday night. I got a few friends of mine together for my birthday party. Oh. Um, John's uninvited because he never gets me gifts and he doesn't live here. And oh. we're not really friends like we pretend, <laughs> but we're not really friends. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't I'm not even sure we're pretending. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. confident people think that we even know each other. Yeah. In fact, we record separate audio, and then we're just trying to predict what the other person is going to say and hope that say. we can stitch it up nicely. It's worked yeah. so far for like 300 episodes. Somehow, so. somehow it's Some, worked. Somehow, so keep somewhere. going. Yeah. Uh, but I will be recapping it on an okay. NMR coming up. Yes, um, I want to hear but all about it. Obviously, John, I wish that you lived in New York City and could make it because I know, I know. I fine. thought about this. I was trying to make myself available in May it's, to come up to New York. That's yeah, fine, you know. But you know, I probably would have come up and just ignored you and not showed up anyway. So or like forgot it, it was my birthday or not giving me anything. Well, it's cool. It's cool. That's still uh, Guardi- available too. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone out there, I got him some Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy swag for free, and um, uh-huh. I get well, up in the return. No, it's fine. Well, it's fine. Like I said, if you want to listen to uh, NMR on Patreon, you can hear all about this and my plans for Darren's birthday, which, spoiler alert, are none. Yeah, are none. So Um, no need to get Patreon, apparently, because that's that's the spoiler. (laughs) That's a spoiler, uh, right? That it's none. But, John, I think we should get into this week's case. It's time. Uh, It's it's it's, Enough about you. It's time. It's magic time. And by the way, if you think I didn't send that video of magic in the catio to my brother and my mother and i was like by the way this was yeah. 80 dollars on yeah. amazon my family was aghast and floored and they loved yeah. it so oh that's you. great i love that my impact is uh going in going to your family and i have to give a shout out to i think it was jennifer in our facebook group who linked me to that catio i can't even take 
responsibility for it. But yeah, I sent Darren a, a picture of magic in his catio and, or I'm sorry, a video. It's just and he, perfect. Yeah, you know? He loved it. He loved it. And by the way, he is getting um, way more used to it now. So it's been nice to go out there with him and just hang out on my front porch, you know? Of course. Well, because he's, anyway, you know, he's, a, he's a summer cat now. Yes, because summer is, is, is really in full, blo- full bloom. And when you're a kid, Darren, summer is, of course, a magical time. I think even when you're an adult, like, you know, I saw this TikTok the other day of the L.A. County Fair from maybe mm. last summer. Mm. And it was one of those TikToks. It was very ethereal and it was all about the vibe. And it's just like sure. dro- drones and bee shot, uh, yeah, bee shots of, you know, summertime at its peak in LA. And got it. There is something so magical about summer and it just really brings out the best in me, at least. Um, so, anyway, I just want to say, like, even if you're not a kid, enjoy summer, go out and do fun, summery kid type things yeah summer you know? summer is like well you know when you're a kid it, it, your school year is like exactly. you measure a year like september oh 100 percent to june may I, june depending on what grade and then summer's like this like other time party That's time like, yeah it's like not part of yep. the year like when people are like oh yeah during the year people mm-hmm. aren't in thinking of july and august but when you're an adult like people yeah. fully blown work through the summers it's not like you have sadly like, this, yeah. break so it's a different type of magic you know it's it's what uh, yeah. i call barbecue magic where you can kind of like go outside and have a barbecue and like be in a t-shirt but you're still working you can just kind of like change your dinner reservations now to like outdoor reservations it's barbecue time yeah that's a good that's an interesting way to look at it and i would say even for me like i still treat summer like a kid like i think about the year yeah. in terms of like when will the leaves be on the trees and i'm back to normal. start of the school year right? yeah exactly start of the year right well, you know, this is also the time where you're sort of free of the responsibilities of school if you're a young kid and you only focus on filling your days with fun, laughter, adventure. You know, I remember this is going to be a little bit of detail about myself. I didn't want to have a job in the summers because I really loved hanging out with all my friends all the time. That's nice. When was your first job that you had? My first real job. I mean, like I did odds and ends in high school. Like I never had like an actual job, but like like my first year uh, of college, I worked at a Starbucks oh. on on campus. Yeah, so I'm a that's barista. Why you're, yeah, that's why you're such a, a loyalist to the brand. Oh, I absolutely am. Yeah, I love Starbucks. Um, but like I said, that was supposed to be the case, at least, having a fun-filled summer um, for the children of Oliver County in Linden, Texas. Mm. But the summer of 2022, just last summer, would prove to be one of pure horror, sadly. Now, I hope I get this name right. Shomanique? Shoma... Shomanique. Shomanique Sh- Oliver. Shomanique. Yeah, Shomanique, yeah, I, I think I is right. right. Yeah. Also known as Brie, which is what we'll call this person for the rest yes. of the episode, is a 28-year-old single mother of six. Wow, that's... That's a lot. That's, that's Your hands hard. are full. At any age, that would be a lot. Absolutely. Brie uh, had to work uh, full-time to support her children, opting to work late nights to allow her to spend as much time with them as possible. On the evening of July 29th, 2022, less than a year ago, Brie went into work for her usual late-night shift. And before she left the night, she kissed all... uh, Excuse me, for the night, she kissed all six of her children goodbye and promised that she'd be back when they woke up. She then thanked her cousin, a person named Paris, for watching them while she was gone and headed out the door. We can kind of already kind of feel where this is going, Yeah, This 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 isn't good. Yes, but this also was a good reminder, no matter where you are, that like, 
in any type of relationship, specifically, I think in romantic and or parent children, like yeah. always good to like end the night on a positive note. It's true. Or like anytime you're leaving or something like that. I'm always just like, yeah, it's true. Unless you need to like go take a walk around the block to cool off. Like if you're going somewhere, like <laughs> right. end on a positive note, I think. Absolutely. Well, little did Brie know, unfortunately, that this would be the last time that she would ever see three of her children alive. Insane. Shortly after 8 p.m., Paris peeked in the children's room to check on them. And while three of them were sound asleep, to her absolute terror, three of the beds were empty. Which is weird. Oh, which my is God. Just, which is weird for just like, I'm not even sure what my first thought process would be. Because obviously, if, you know, they're all there, that's fine. Yeah. If none of them are there, panic. Ugh. Half of them, I wouldn't necessarily go to anything bad i would just be like oh maybe the three of them are like playing somewhere else like i it right. seems odd that three would be sleeping and three i know would be if, completely missing it's very suspicious very sussy right out of the gate yeah but when she checked nine-year-old zyariel eight-year-old amaya and five-year-old tamari were missing from their room so i can't even imagine i mean it's definitely one thing if you're not the parent and you're looking after the children but I, kids randomly missing like, okay, for example, I went to, speaking of L.A., mm -hmm. I went to Universal Studios like a couple years ago when I was in L.A. for a trip. Mm -hmm. And everyone's having a good time. You know, the park is full. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear this mother screaming bloody oh murder oh because their child was missing. Like, you know, you could, a child, by the way, they have great security at these theme parks. So, like, no, you typically can't, you can't come or go out of the park whenever someone's missing. But, like. It's terrifying to imagine that your kid just got snatched up. And well, it's the, the poor... worst imaginable thing. It's the worst imaginable yeah, thing. Yeah, it is the worst imaginable thing. And just seeing and hearing a mother in that yeah. type of panic was really terrifying. Yeah, even though I want to remind people that it's still very rare for this to happen. You know, we rare. always talk about stranger danger, but those things aren't really common, yeah. common and happening. You know, I don't think... Obviously, the terror of the lack of control and knowing where they are is 100 mm -hmm. percent justified and warranted. And of course, your mind goes to the worst place. But these things are still pretty rare when they happen, even though we do tend to talk about them kind of a bit. But totally. So, you know, Paris calls Brie in a panic as she frantically searches the property. And I just want you guys to know that, um, you know, this is not that late in the day i mean you're saying that basically this was right after yeah. 8 p.m so that's not that late at night 8 p.m still feels like it's yeah. kind of a popular time people are walking about with their family but the finishing county, dinner etc right right it, it people aren't sound asleep maybe but the cass county sheriff's office received a phone call at approximately 9 p.m from the mother reporting the three young girls missing right so paris calls brie brie you know, uh, Paris is searching the property and Brie calls the police. Now, within the hour, the entire neighborhood was on their feet. Searching Amazing. Wow. Amazing. What a good, like, just task force yes. of, like, neighborhood things. And for the first couple hours, there were no signs of the girls, which uh, terrifying and also elicits some type of hope because maybe yeah. – we don't know they're that with they're somebody, you know, they're not still dead alive yeah, at this or point. Yeah. lost. Um, right. Police and neighbors 
police and neighbors alike scoured the area for any trace of where they may have gone. And it wasn't until, the, until they began searching a neighboring property that they found the clues that they mm. needed. And this makes more sense to me because, A, it wasn't that late at night. B, it seems odd that it's only three of the six. There's really no signs, you know. Yeah. On the outskirts of a pond, a single little girl's shoe was discovered along mm. with some clothing. And upon inspection, it was confirmed that the items belonged to one of the sisters. And along with the clothing and shoes – a purple bicycle was located lying on its side near the pond. Mm-hmm. It doesn't elicit anything overly specific to me. These are younger kids. So it's kind of hard, you know, kids kind of kick shoes off and aren't really like paying attention to their property as much. But uh, this is obviously a little scary, but not necessarily anything dangerous immediately. But of course, they focused the search almost right away. It became about the pond and the surrounding right. area. Divers were called in, and a search team circled around the pond looking for clues. And finally, at about 2 a.m., so this is five hours after that yeah. initial police call, which is still pretty quick, the three sisters were located. So yeah. they're close by. Now, Zeriel, Amia, Amaya, excuse me, and Tamari were found dead, fully submerged in the pond. Mm-hmm. According to police, the deaths appear to have been a case of accidental drowning. Mm. Now, they fall in, maybe they can't swim yet, and they drown. Seems unlikely yeah. that three of them would have this accidental thing uh, and that no yeah. one would hear if they were screaming. So this automatically doesn't really, considering how close this neighborhood kind of is, you'd it just doesn't just doesn't seem to add up. But this theory seemed far-fetched to Brie as she thought it was odd her girls would leave the house on their own after right. bedtime, let alone wander into a dark, secluded area, and only three of them would do this. Right. Now, Brie raised her concerns to the police, but they were convinced it was nothing more than just an unfortunate accident, which – if you're really looking at the facts right here, we're just reading these facts to you, even as podcasters with no police experience already, I think this sounds sussy. So the fact that the police are just kind of dismissing it doesn't well, feel good to me. Definitely not. The thing that's really coming to mind at this stage, and we're going to get into a lot of the nitty gritty here in a minute, but the fact that the shoe was off. Yeah. And, like, and, are and, you being dragged somewhere? Are you being carried right. somewhere? Or are right. you like, Taking your clothes off, being like, I'm going to go on a swim and take your shoes off. And one falls into the pond accidentally and you're a young kid. We don't know. We don't know. It's hard to tell at this stage, but the one shoe off really kind of throws me. You know what I mean? Yeah, eerie. Yeah. Well, in the coming days, word would spread about the tragedy, not just in Cross County, but all throughout the country. The girls became known as around the world as the Oliver Three. Um. Brie would post, which is weird because we just had an episode last week about the Bailey Seven, which was a different type of situation, but similar. Yeah, well, that was what they called their family members because remember I talked about This Is Us when they they called them like the big three. And, you know, I'm always – it's like there's a good thing about giving these cases and these people, you know, the the Central Park Five, like these people – names because i guess it has them yeah. kind of live on in their memory and it's yeah. easy for people to locate it but it's also feels like mm-hmm. objectifying it it's it's like this odd yeah thing to me. I, know. I don't know you know and it's definitely become especially as like they do um documentaries on netflix right. and other networks and things like that it's like right do we want to be giving them these types of names after everything that they've been through i'm not 100 percent sure about that so right right jury's still out in a sense but you know, Brie, of course, as we, as most of us do these days, went to her social media to sort of share about what she was feeling. 
She would post to her Facebook account how, quote, unreal it was that her girls were gone. Quote, I know I have to be strong for the sake of my other three babies because they need me more than ever, she wrote. Receiving an outpouring of love and support from her friends and family in the comments, which of, of course, course. You, would, you would suspect. Now, Bree's best friend, Nashonda Henderson, created a GoFundMe account to help cover the cost of the funerals and help support the grieving family. In total, over $23,000 was raised and given to the Olivers, but the fundraiser remains open to this day, so it is out there if you want to go check it out. For the next few months, Bree and her surviving children would really not know any peace because although the police almost immediately deemed the girl's death as accidental, Nobody in the community really seemed to believe that, including these two podcasts. Yeah, Again, I was just this happened say less that. than a year ago. So, presumably, if you're putting this on social media, which obviously she did, there's going to be right. people who are like, I don't know, that yeah, doesn't seem right. Well, months went by with no formal investigation into the children's deaths in a town as small as Linden, their bodies had to be sent to another county for the autopsies, which halted any progression in the case for several months. I mean. That's so weird to me. It's like these are people's lives and and it's their bodies, it's their children. Like you couldn't expedite the seriousness of this case and and try to get some answers for the people that, you know, are are, are looking for them. Well, I think there's so much bureaucracy and red tape. Of course, I agree with you. And of course, this is going to happen. You want it to happen immediately. However, I'm sure there's such a backlog because government, ha, 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 right. They have no rush for anything. <laughs> and uh, it's all about budgets and what they have to close and their own quotas that, yeah. you know, it's not that maybe the, maybe, you know, the Oliver three, they're not any more important than let's say yeah. the Bailey seven case or right. something like that. You know, you have to think about what you're out, what, who else yeah, you're bumping true. for this. And so every case feels like that, but yeah, I mean, feeling like you're going to halt the progression for several months to wait for an autopsy of your fucking three children is absolute fucking yeah. torture. There has it's, to be a better system than this. I, it's just kind of, yeah, that's what I was just kind of pointing out. Like what, yeah. like, shouldn't we have a system in place for every state Right. Like that's what taxes are, you know, hopefully being paid for. Well, anyway, finally, in March 2023, just a few months ago, the Texas Rangers and Cass County Sheriff Department released an update on the autopsy results. The cause of death for all three girls was undoubtedly homicide. I mean, of course, Uh, like that just seems almost like I could solve that. Not, Not who did it, but. I could tell you that just yeah. from the facts. Yeah. Well, no fluid was found in any of their lungs, indicating that they were already dead when they were placed in the pond, which for me is hard to believe because it's like, I just assume when if a body is in a pond, especially if it was like not floating, obviously they were like, they had divers looking for, for the children. I would just assume, and this is like going to get get very morbid, so just bear with me, that the entire body would be just like absorbed with water. But I guess your lungs are just You have to breathe that in. You have to breathe it in, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's why people drown. Also notably, all three had significant bruising around their necks, indicating strangulation as well as lacerations to the face. So now we know, based on that information, that there's no chance that they just simply walked into a pond and, and, and drowned. The immediate thing I'm thinking of is the other three children and how they were asleep, which means that right. the, that the three that were killed yeah. were either taken so quietly or they were taken yeah. by someone that they trusted and someone was just like, go to oh, sleep. Good point. I'll bring the kids back in a second. I'm just taking them downstairs for something. So 
I'm actually thinking about the other children at this point in, as being an, an interesting clue into who could have solved this. But right. the citizens of Cass County, especially Bree Oliver, were obviously completely outraged by this. Of course. By now, eight months had passed since that fateful night. And the more time between a murder and the start of the investigation, obviously the more difficult it becomes to uncover clues and close the case. As of now, specific details about the investigation are being withheld. This is kind of a current case that we're talking about yeah. here as it is still ongoing. But many members of the community and even leaders from various civil rights organizations have spoken out about the negligence shown by the investigators. And I think that's true. You know, just because you find a body somewhere doesn't it's like it's mm -hmm. like, are you just assigning a death based on the location of something like are you not? taking into account. And again, we've covered so many of these cases that like bodies can move. Other things might've happened. They're hiding the bodies. Yeah. And most recently the new black Panthers nation has become involved in urging the police to find answers. Now the new black Panther nation is a black nationalist organization based out of Dallas, Texas, and its origins can be traced back to the black Panther militia found in 1990 by original black Panther member, Michael McGee. And today the organization is run by crystal Muhammad. Now, despite the name, they are not in direct connection with the original black Panther movement, which you think of from like the sixties. Yeah. Uh, however, they have been known to support and speak out about similar issues the names are very similar, but they are kind of two distinct organizations that do kind of have some Venn diagram overlap here. But uh, according to Minister Quinnell X, um, Quinnell 10, I guess, maybe a spokesperson mm -hmm. for the organization, they got involved because they felt the police's lackadaisical approach was a direct result of racism. So we have mm -hmm. three little black children here, um, maybe not in the best of neighborhoods. Who cares? about these three kids. Uh, they're not white. They're not rich. It's not going to make the news. Why put police resources to this? That's essentially what this organization is kind of claiming here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Quinnell made an appearance on live television alongside Bree and her family to urge the FBI and Department of Justice to get involved with the case, saying, quote, we want you to treat this mother like she's the daughter of Joe Biden. <laughs> and I guarantee you every damn resource in America uh -huh. will be here in this country, he said, which regardless of race, we should be treating every kid as if they were the kid exactly. of the president or anyone else. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yep. And I, it, it's, this is why the Innocence Project exists. But Quinnell <laughs> right. also issued a warning to other parents in the Cass County area as he strongly believes the culprit will strike again, especially considering how slow the police have been in progressing the investigation. I mean, they're having an eight-month lead on being solved. It's almost a perfect crime saying, quote, Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm saying to the residents and parents of Cass County to protect your babies because a killer is on the loose, Quinnell said. I have a little bit of a problem with that because it's not like Brie wasn't protecting her babies. You know, that's kind of the assumption that she was that's negligent true. and yeah. therefore with that statement. I mean, obviously, he's just saying, like, keep your babies close. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. But it's, you know, it's not necessarily saying that Brie, she's got to support her kids. She has to go to work. So leaving <laughs> right. them in touch with a friend isn't necessarily irresponsible in any sort yeah. of way. Now, David Thomas, professor of forensic science at Florida University, sat down with Yahoo News and gave his expert opinion as well, saying, quote, the usual time frame for autopsies depends, I would say within two weeks, he said, which is a far, far cry and stretch from the baffling eight months. This case was inactive waiting for autopsy. So it just seems like there's a little bit of 
nefarious practice going something on. Something is really something's sussy. Not, yeah, something's not sitting right with me. Because especially when your initial instinct as, I guess, the first responders or the police that arrive on the scene is, oh, no, this is clearly a drowning. Don't worry. Nothing to see here. I mean, it's again, just too quick of a dismissal. And for yeah. no, and for them not to even take into consideration when hundreds of other people are being like, oh, that doesn't make sense. That We're not even training sense. this and it doesn't make sense. For them not to listen just feels bad and nefarious and so really like, deliberate does. deliberate well ex- experts have suggested that given the long wait it is very likely that most of the evidence has been contaminated and witness statements may not be as reliable as they would have been had the interviews been conducted immediately i mean of course of eight course. months ago was 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 what john like october yeah something right yeah, like right that was when BravoCon yeah. was for me. I'm thinking of like what happened in, <laughs> in frame, October, yeah. or like Halloween. Halloween, yeah. I don't think I could recall. Oh my god, I can't recall anything. last week. I don't know. I hope even I... even having Instagram and having these like location sets for things <laughs> and pictures and evidence. I'm like, I, know. I don't remember who I fucking talked to. I don't. You remember. know what else I've done just on this topic is I have completely misremembered things. Of yes, because you're like, a human. And I'd be like, oh, no, this definitely happened on this year at this time. And then I'd look back at my phone and I'd be like, oh, that photo is from a completely different time. I must be losing my mind. Absolutely. Well, anyway, quote, they sat and they made an assumption that they had drowned, which would be unusual for three people to drown at the same place at roughly the same time. It doesn't make any sense. End quote. This is what Thomas told Yahoo News, saying again, quote, if it was Gabby Petito the world would have come to a stop, end yeah, quote. I agree now, with that. I agree too, because we talked about this before, the whole, uh, <clears throat> you know, white woman syndrome, uh, missing white woman syndrome that really has taken, a you know, its place in true crime, especially, at least in true crime television and podcasting. It's a real thing. And, yeah, you know, you have to start being accountable across the board for this type of stuff if you're a creator or, you know, an executive or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And I I think I think racism plays a lot into it, but I don't want to just simplify it as that because I don't think it's just that. I think there's a lot of like classism and socioeconomic status that really goes into it, because I think if this were Barack Obama's kids or Clarence Thomas's kids, you know, or something like that, like it's about having the public profile and people caring enough to put a spotlight on the police that are making those shitty decisions and shitty investigations. Yeah. So it is about race, but it's also about power and it's also about socioeconomic status as well. And that plays just as an important part because there's obviously there, there's a lot of like poor white Appalachian kids that we don't get here that we don't hear about either. So a lot of that plays in racial regard and also status though. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're so right. And as we mentioned, Gabby Petito was a young white woman who went missing. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? How did they just come back? How did they come back? All this racism status talk. It got me worked up. Uh, Who, of course. If if it hurts, I'll finish it. But I want you to feel like you can try so you can distract yourself. Yeah. I'm going to try at least one more. Um, Of course, who went missing within uh, days? uh, She became a household name. Darren, why don't you take the rest of this? Because I can tell they're going to be a little... uh, I got you. They're going to keep coming. Oh, no. So, yeah. I mean, basically, he's drawing the comparison to Gabby Petito, which a lot of people has drawn to because that fucking swept the nation with what feels like within 48 hours of her gone missing. Everyone fucking knew. Even now, we're able to just, like, recall hashtag van life, the videos, everything. And, like... No one else, it feels like, has gotten this national prominence in, prominence in recent in recent decades. 
uh, you know, Natalie Holloway did another white girl, uh, yeah, totally. Ramsey, these types mm-hmm. of people, Casey Anthony. Um, but by but the yeah. way, the name Brian Laundry, I bet a lot of people listening right now know who that is. Of course. Gabby Absolutely. Petito, you know who that is. I'm going to say right. that through a hiccup. You know yeah, what I right. mean? Yeah. Well, the drastic contrast to how the death of the Oliver Three has been handled was left left community members in an utter panic, of course, and a mother continuing to grieve for her babies without any real answers as to what happened. I can only imagine is like a real-life version of what hell would feel like to me. Uh, Revolt Black News, a news outlet that focuses especially on issues involving the black community that often gets ignored by mainstream media, has spoken out and made some strong accusations against the investigating teams. According to RBN, they were denied statements from the police department, but they were granted a short statement from the district attorney. Now, the county DA, Courtney Shelton, told RBN that authorities knew immediately they were dealing with a homicide but chose to keep it a secret from the public. Okay? Wow, that's, this is huge. So obviously, you know, there could be a number of reasons for this. I mean, maybe they thought that was another police officer and they didn't want to tip anyone off. Maybe they thought it was someone close to the investigation. But the reasoning for this is unknown. As many specialists and experts have said, this long wait will prove to be incredibly detrimental to the investigation. This kind of reminds me a little bit of JonBenet Ramsey, how the Ramseys just had everyone and their fucking mom coming in and Cloroxing the scene. It's like, we're never going to get the proper answer to that. Now, web sleuths have raised their suspicion towards the babysitter, Paris Props, as she was the only one in the house when the I girls mean... went missing and was solely responsible for their safety. I get that that would make sense in terms of like, what does she know? What speculation? They hear? Speculation seems odd that she would still remain in their life. And again, it's only three of them. Like, why three? That's just so odd to me. Why half of the kids? And like, oh my god, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I don't know. But as far as authorities have said. Paris has been nothing but compliant and has not been listed as an official suspect or person of interest. Yeah, you can't really point any fingers at this stage. You can't because, you know, like it's there might not have been any reason for negligence. We don't know who broke in, what what the house is like, what's going on. Um, I definitely think Paris is someone to keep in mind in terms of having as a resource because she was there. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's their fault in any sort of way. Of course not. The investigation is ongoing, and the Texas Rangers have asked for the community's help with any additional clues of information about what exactly happened to Tamari, Amaya, and uh, Zariel. Now, if you have any information that might lead to an arrest, community members are being asked to call Texas Ranger Josh Mason. And I'm going to list the number, and John, if you wouldn't mind listening to this in the show notes as well, um, 903-255-5727. Again, that's Texas Ranger Josh Mason at 903-255-5727. We really want to get Bree kind of the answers that she deserves. And the parasing just, even though we're, you know, we're recording this on a podcast, we haven't really looked at a lot of the investigative notes. We can't because a lot of it's still ongoing. So we're not going to be able to see Paris feels like an odd choice, but it does usually happen with, you know, neighbors and people that they know. Um, obviously they didn't go far after they killed the kids. So it makes it seem like it happened pretty close by. And as far as we know, Paris was the only one that was close by, but, uh, just very heartbreaking and gut wrenching. Very heartbreaking. And thank you for picking up Darren as my hiccups continue as we end the episode. But, um, yeah, I think the last thing I'll just say is, you know, 
the fact that I mean, what I, I'm just so curious what Paris's uh, perspective, excuse me, perspective is because she was the this person. I'm assuming Paris is a woman was the last person to see everyone alive. So right. who entered the house or when when or how did they leave? You know what I mean? Right. Did they break in? Did they not? Was Paris just listening? You know, this happened not long yeah. ago. Like I've got noise canceling headphones in or I'm out getting something to the car. Was it someone yeah, who was right. close? Was it someone who knew the property? Was it Paris? Yeah. The, may so many know, so many mysterious things, and I really hope for Brie that it gets solved in some sort of way. Um, I want to get to positive notes. Um, so we got to get – and obviously let us know what you think about this case. Obviously, if you have any information, at Jay Thrasher, at Carpe Darren. But I want to end on some positive notes. John, do you think that you can take one of them about the Gardens of the Galaxy I sure swag? can. Okay. I'm cool. going to do it through the hiccups, guys. I hope you love our uh, uh, our um, dedication this, to our This craft. is what he sas- sacrifices for Yeah, you guys. absolutely. Darren, you set me up with some great Marvel swag, and I posted a picture of it on Patreon. You looked hot. Thank you. I think I did, too. Kaylin, a loyal Patreon subscriber since October, wrote, quote, she was tired of being the only one with cool hats for your recorded podcasts. I mean, thank you. That's also, fair. you're not That's wearing fair. shit today. You're not doing anything for my birthday. You're not wearing anything here. You're having hiccups. I know. Like, I'm a grow mess. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> I should grow up. You're right. Grow I really grow should. Grow up, John. Yeah, I will. Um, now, John, yeah, I will. John, our listeners recently celebrated Mother's Day with you, and you got a lot of love in our Facebook group. Not for me, because as we said, we're not no, friends. No, never. But, yeah. but Tegan said, happy Mother's Day to our favorite podcast, Mama. And That's you know, me. That's you, so many others. And I like that in your post, you were like, you were like, yeah, I'm your mother. Yeah, you listen to me. And I was, yeah. I was like, oh, that's forceful. Well, like, it's a lyric a from bit. the song, Darren. If you know that song, that's part of the lyric of the song, Megan Trainer song. Yeah, no, I, I we okay. love Megan Trainer. We, we love we, a Megan Trainer around here. We love a Megan Trainer. Can I we tell you a... something funny? Yeah, please. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say one of my friends who's in the Facebook group, though I don't, I'm not exactly sure if he listens every week, but he's like, oh my gosh, he was like, you know, all these listeners celebrate you on Mother's Day, and you're not even a mom. And I was like, excuse. Excuse me? I even wow. said it through a hiccup. I was like, I am their mother. I guess so. you got my message then. I guess yeah, that was message. you. That was my troll account. Yeah, spoiler alert. Tr- it was Darren. Yeah. And just because you're hiccuping, I just want to tell Please people. Do. Thank you. Join us on Patreon where you can get all kinds of bonus content, including ad-free episodes in video form where hopefully That's right. John's going to be rocking this Groot hat. John's going to be rocking these sunglasses. Okay, we'll right see. now. I'm wearing a powdered milk shirt, okay? Oh, you can't boy. get that stuff. Can't oh, get that stuff at just anywhere, people. And you can see every single wrong. full episode recording right on Patreon and much, much more fun stuff coming this summer, too. That's this right. case was so hard to talk about today. We do like talking about current cases, though, just because they are ongoing and maybe we can report back. We know the Lori Vallow was found guilty. That's right. We should talk about that. Maybe bring that case up so we can kind of conclude that case because we have Yeah, that's true. Or uh, we'll have to talk to Megan about that. And speaking of Megan, we should, of course, thank her for this episode. So on three, even though you have hiccups, <laughs> one, two, three. Thanks, Thanks Megan. Megan. Oh, I oh. did get one. I was wondering if one, one would one come in. through. We got one off uh, for her. But guys, we just wanted to remind you to check your freshies, check your allergies. Very important <laughs> here. Get your hiccup straw, which I have told you to get. Just look it up on Amazon. If you suffer from hiccups, or your kids have hiccups, which everyone gets hiccups. It literally is such a magic cure and they teach you why it happens. And it's like, 
so fascinating and it's kind of the best 10 bucks you'll ever spend. I'm going to do it. I'm going to order them right now because this has ruined this recording in a sense. So yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next time. Love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>